Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Chump Chat. It's your boy, Johan Gomez, alongside my co-host, Tanner Tessman. Just kidding. As you can see, we have had a mishap. Uh, unfortunately, un- uh, due to some unforeseen circumstances, we're going to be without Tanner for the next couple of episodes. Um, he's dealing with some personal personal issues. So we're starting off the new season with our boy, Chris Kuchar. And don't worry, y'all are going to get to know him very, very well in this first episode. But don't worry. Also, he's very familiar with Chum Chat. He's been our producer and our helper. And he's been helping manage a lot of the accounts. He's he's the main reason, alongside our amazing editor, Anthony, Anthony for some of the great changes y'all have been seeing along the last season. I hope y'all, you guys are liking the new format this season. But yeah, we just wanted to introduce Chris um, as he gets in front of the camera now for a We're Back episode. Now we have already recorded with two guests and we have more lined up for you guys. So it's going to be a great season. And Chris knows ball, man. We met. We go a long way back, but I'll let him kind of introduce himself. He has his own company, Manifest Medias, that he works with athletes like myself included, um, kind of just helping us out with different things. He can explain more about it. But he's he's a great guy. He knows a lot about ball. Um He's funny. He's a great addition to the to the podcast. And, um, you know, that's debatable. But, you know, yeah. we can, you know, we'll leave it up to you guys. But at the end of the episode, I want to see if you guys are messing with Chris. If y'all want to if y'all want Chris to stay, even when Tanner comes back, let us know in the comments. I don't know if he wants to. I don't know if he's up for it. But, Chris, I'll hand it over to you so you can tell them what you're all about. I mean, I, I appreciate the kind words, especially the part where you said I'm good looking. You know, I'm really glad to be on the pod, obviously. Um, it's it's a completely different world being in front of the camera versus doing all the stuff behind the scenes, chopping it up. But yeah, I'm I mean I'm I'm all in. I'm all about the growth of the pod. Um, having as many athletes um that are notable on as possible. Yeah, I'm I'm ex- I'm excited to be here. Excited to be here. Yeah, I mean this guy has been uh, I mean he's been in my life for a while. We we hang out when I'm back home and we met Anthony. will pop up a couple of clips of of us playing against each other when we were like four years old. Um, yeah. he was at my party when I was birthday party when I was like 10, 11, 12. Throw, so throw up the gun picture, throw up the gun picture. <laughs> up the gun picture. We do miss Tanner. Hopefully he can get things sorted out and come back. But I think Chris is a great addition to the podcast. A lot of people are saying they miss kind of the wittiness and stuff that Judson used to bring. Uh, while we do miss Judson, obviously he took a different path, kind of more focusing on college. I think Chris is a perfect addition. He brings that, um, he knows ball. Like I said, you know, yeah. I mean, he doesn't make up for the looks that we're missing because of Judson. Maybe he does, uh, but um, yeah. The, the only the, the only thing I'm missing is the bucket hat that Tanner would wear for every episode. If if I had just brought on a bucket hat, they might not have even noticed that he left. No, because the beard, literally, your beard looks exactly like that's, Tanner's. That's for what example. I'm saying. Maybe a beanie would have helped. Like I don't know. There, it, it's my fault. I didn't prepare well enough. Next time I'll have a beanie or a bucket hat. We'll be good to go. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if the fans are gonna like you, man. You're not very likable. Anyway. Let's just start from the beginning. I mean, just so the fans know, we went to the same school in kindergarten because we were playing against each other. We didn't really know. We went to Fort Christian, and Chris actually has a funny story. He swears. He swears. Uh, let me tell it. You're going you're gonna to butcher the story. Allow right. me. Allow me. Go ahead. So, as, as you guys know, in kindergarten, man, all, the fastest kid would get all the b****s. That's just how it goes. <laughs> Johan was the fastest kid in kindergarten. Dude would run laps around everybody else. But for some reason, he had, like, that Raheem Sterling run with, like, his wrist bent, a little flamboyant-like. And I thought maybe if I would 
attribute that to my game, I could become as fast as Johan. And get all the girls. And get all the girls. I ended up getting all the girls anyways, but the running part, obviously that didn't help me. I just started running like this forever. And I had to go to like speed coaches, all sorts of stuff to get fixed, all because of Johan, all because he ran like like Raheem Sterling. And um, yeah, that's the reason why he's a professional now and I'm not. Um, ultimately, it's his fault. He knew he had to push me out of the way in order to get to the top. But, you know, he's a nice guy. He probably he probably regrets it. So I'm not going to hold it against him, you know. No, I, I want to make it clear that I, I don't regret it at all. And I, I actually did do that on purpose. Um, so yeah. that wasn't at all my real run. But I knew that Chris was watching. So I purposely tried to throw him off, Um, you know. To get to the top, you have to step on people on your way there. And Chris was one of those yeah. people that I just had to step on. Um, but, you know, we, we we made amends, and now we are the way that we are. We're good friends. Uh, yeah, we've been through a lot together, I would say. I mean, from birthday parties, like like we said, just our families know each other for a long time. We've played on endless uh, soccer teams together, football teams. Um, we even played futsal together. And shout out. We will drop this episode with Jaden Shaw. That's mm-hmm. a little teaser for you guys, up and coming USWNT superstar. Um, but she played futsal and she's quite good at it. Chris swears he's good at futsal. Um, but if y'all saw him play, I don't know what you guys would think. You know, it, it looked like like a player who plays Sunday League, but you know, there's a reason he definitely didn't make it pro. But I don't know what you think. Uh, Chris. I was actually great at futsal because you didn't have to run. So it was, since the since the court is so small, there's no running involved. So, man, I was I was unreal futsal. We'd actually play up against those uh like a bunch of we were like 12 and we play up against like 16, 17 year old girls. Man, I was so good. All all the older girls would always come to me after the games, asking me for my number. It was oh man, those those times. You remember that, Johan? Those times were crazy, man. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. I, we would play like um in like the basement of like an arcade. Remember? Yeah, something Mount like Asia. that. Mount, Mount, Asia. Asia. Mount, Mount Asia. Asia. That's what yeah. it was. Yeah, yeah. North Richmond Hills. Shout yeah, out Mount Asia. Wasn't, foot, I mean, it's still not that big, but futsal wasn't like that back then. So that's, I mean, you get it where you can, you know what I mean? So we had to go in the basement. Yeah, man. Man, Al- it's been Alex a while. Shout out Alex. Who, who Alex. Else, who else on that team? Lalo, like with the curly hair, the keeper. He's our keeper. Yeah. Man, but uh, crazy. anyway. We'll we'll start getting into kind of the the topics of this of this episode so that we don't bore you guys too much. Obviously, there's a lot to talk about. We're gonna touch on, for example, the new USMNT jerseys, the new roster, the snubs, the the U20 roster that just dropped with my brother that's on it. He's on his way over to Mexico now. Um, my performance last week in the Derby. I have some crazy stories for you, those of y'all who don't know. And uh, yeah, before we get into that, Chris is gonna hit on some channel changes that could be coming. Um, so yeah. Chris, take it away. So we have a few things that we're working on behind the scenes. Um, main thing of which is we're getting a subscription-only platform added. No, it's not OnlyFans. It's going to be right through YouTube. As much as Johan tried to make it OnlyFans, it's not going to be. Um, it's going to be something to where we're going to do some more exclusive interviews, some one-on-one stuff with our guys that um, hopefully we um, are able to put into a smaller clip afterwards for you guys to enjoy um, for our, only our most hardcore diehard supporters um we're also going to be introducing this is something that a lot of people have asked for some live streams and some game watch alongs so world cups coming up keep your eyes peeled for that we can watch some of the games with you guys you guys can get in our chat with us and we can have some dialogue while we're watching that'll be i know that's something we both really been looking forward to 
Um, and like I said, obviously with my business, I have connections with a bunch of athletes. So, I mean, further growth for more people on the channel, maybe delving into some other sports some college sports, who knows, but yeah, we got a lot of new things coming. So um, yeah, it's, we're glad to be back. We're definitely glad to be back. We're super glad to be back. And like Chris said, we're going to make mainly focus on the core of our, of our audience right now, which is the soccer scene. But as y'all know before, when we first got into it, um, through Tanner's Connections, we had Dabo Sweeney on, which is a huge coach. Hunter, Hunter Renfro, who's an mm -hmm. NFL pro bowler. You know, guys like that. Uh, we had a, a golfer on here, a gym, uh, Olympian gymnast on here. So, I mean, you guys can stick with us. Obviously, we're going to stick to footballers because that's what we know. But mm -hmm. we we would love to explore all all kind of sports, even outside of sports. All we talk about is success. So we're trying to help you guys find success. We're trying to find it ourselves. So I think any person that we can talk to, any successful person, in any field that we can talk to, we're going to try to get to. So uh, if y'all are messing with that, then definitely stick with us because we got a lot of, a lot of things coming, but anyway, let's kind of dive into. Let's, let's talk, let's talk a little bit of football now. Uh, yeah. Soccer. Let's talk about, let's, let's talk about let's, some football or soccer let's, for y'all. Let's, let's talk, let's talk about why you're here. Johan, <laughs> you, you, this guy had a bet, scored a banger in the dark, in the derby. I mean, on uh, the, the goal, it was, it was a little bit of tapping, but what's really drawing attention, right? The celebration Ta afterwards. Tapping is a stretch. A clip, Anthony threw a clip and let Johan ex explain explain what was going through your mind when you when you decided to do that. Okay, I'm gonna be real. For any fans of the opposing team that are watching this or understand English, I meant no disrespect. All right, just let's just get that out of the way. Okay, so my in my mind, obviously you can flash in my picture on Instagram too. You probably already seen it. For anyone who's like following, probably anyone who follows Chum Chat on Instagram has seen it. But yeah, so essentially I outstretched my arms like this in front of the opposing fans. Now, in my mind, it wasn't a disrespectful thing. It was my first goal of the season. I've been out. For those of y'all who don't know, actually, um, a lot of people don't know. I was out for seven weeks. I tore some lig mm -hmm. ligaments in my ankle the whole preseason. This was literally my, like my second game starting in a row. So I'm barely getting my rhythm back. I've only been back for a couple of weeks. Um, it's a huge game. Literally, our fans came up to us at the beginning of the season. They said, we don't care if you get relegated. We don't care about all that. Get six points this season and have those six points be against Awa, the two games. So we're like, all right, this is a huge game. Yeah. And so the stakes were high. They're not doing so hot. They came down from the second league last year, but they're struggling this year. Maybe they didn't make the right signings, whatever it may be. They're struggling. And it was at home. So they really needed a win. We also needed a win. So um, I don't know. In my mind, I was like, okay, there's going to be a big audience. <laughs> I need – It would. I was like – so one of my teammates was like, when you when you score, you need to run up and do this. I did do this. I did do this, but I only you know why I did it? My teammate made it worse because he was pulling me away from them. Yeah, I saw is that the same teammate that told you to do it? No, definitely not. Definitely not. And my teammate who told me uh was on the bench that at that moment in time. But so in my moment, I was like, that'd make a pretty sick picture if I just outset like outset my arms. And I think it was I think it was a cool picture. Oh, they came out well. And so, yeah, they're, they're like hurling insults at me, whatever. The, unfortunately, what you didn't see is like they're throwing beer at me and stuff like that. Also, nothing hey, hit me. But Anthony, Anthony, what I want you to do, if you have that picture up, zoom in the, to the individual faces of how angry the people in the crowd were. You can spot out maybe like four or five people that, that 
the rage on their face is just unparalleled. It made, made me so proud of Johan. Awesome moment. Awesome. Dude, moment. they were so angry. Uh, there was like, a lot of times when I get the ball in the game after that, I was just getting the stadium was whistling. As that's what they do in Europe. Um, it was it was cool. It was it's kind of like a cool feeling, kind of nice. being the they, villain. They you know, to a nobody. You know, they wouldn't do that to a nobody. So it's it's big time that you're and, at that stage that's happening now. You know, me, if, if there's anything about the Gomez brothers, you know, we know how to push some buttons. So um, at, at the end of that celebration, I'm going like this. My teammate pulls me away. You know, as he's pulling me away, I'm like, no, I, I want to go back a little bit for more. So I outstretch my arms again and do this. That was just pure emotion. I'm not trying to like, I'm not trying to like do anything to anybody or anything like that. Like, you know, it's just part of the game. It's emotion. I'm not trying to, you, got you know. Booked. I got booked. Okay, I got booked. He's a Bundesliga. It's... Some people said yes. Some people said no. That's a Bundesliga ref. So they knew that could get violent. Could So they brought a Bundesliga, yeah. like one of the best Bundesliga refs to come, you know. And that's why I was like kind of silent the rest of the game. He was like, next one, you're out. So I was like, okay, you know, I won't do anything, you know. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't know. It was just pure emotion. And yeah. for the you can literally see in the picture one guy is craw- crawling down. Like three guys oh, rushed the pitch and rushed the pitch. And my teammates, that's why in the picture you can see, well, in one of the pictures you can see that I'm getting pulled away. And then my teammates are like going up to the guys, like trying to like, trying to scrap. And they didn't end up doing anything. Like they got held back by the security, whatever it may be. We continued playing perfect, right? Perfect. So we won the game. It's amazing. I played like 78 minutes, whatever. It was time for me to get out. I gave everything I'd given. Honestly, I'm expecting more from the ref here because he set me up for failure. So when I get subbed out, Obviously, I'm on the other side of the pitch. So I was a left striker yeah. at that time because we played 4-4-2. So he, so I don't waste time, tells me to go out on the other side of the pitch. So I have to walk the whole, that side of the pitch to get to my bench. And the good thing is that one of those sections is our fans. So like, it's all right. But a lot of that section is their fans. So I'm walking, I'm walking, I'm walking. And I'm just getting beer hurled at me, like beer, beer. I'm trying not to look at them. Like I'm trying to watch the game, but I have to look at them. I'm going to get pelted. And so like, I'm like, I'll like watch the game and they'll like turn and like make sure like they're not throwing anything at me. And yeah. like I said, I know how to push a couple of buttons. Like I knew they weren't really going to jump out and do anything. So like, and so then I'm walking past and um to my fans and they're getting like, obviously they know I'm walking, bro. Yeah. I, it was the best feeling I've ever had in my life. So, so much love. Bro. I was walking past them and they were watching me get pelted. And so they just start cheering so loud. Like nothing's happening in the pitch. They're cheering at me. And I'm just like, I'm literally like grab the badge like this. And I'm just like, like this, like this, like, and they get so loud. And this is like right in front of the guys that were throwing beer at me. And I'm just like nodding my head like this. And they're going crazy. They're like up against the fence like this, like shaking it. And it was just unreal run. I get to the bench. We suffered the last 12 minutes, whatever it may be. And it ended right on the 90th minute mark because their fans were, I'm not going to call them names, but they were acting up. They were throwing flares in the field, like the smoke bombs, like the mm-hmm. like purple smoke and stuff was coming out. So the ref was like, all right, we don't need any of this. And so we, the emotions are high. Again, like I said, we run to our fans yeah. to celebrate. Where That's where you see, if you guys follow me, make sure to follow me on Instagram. Um, you see the pictures in front of our fans. We're celebrating, we're chanting, we're having a great time, grand time. We're saying hi to them, whatever. They're so happy. I mean, so much of the city. They haven't played this derby in the league in 22 years. Me and Chris weren't born yet, for reference. So I was born, lived 21 years of life, and scored the winner on them since the last time that this was played, which is pretty cool. But anyway, 
So we're having a great time. This means so much to them. Then I get called for an interview with Magento, which is the the platform where we, you know, uh, get the game shown on. And so I'm in, I'm interviewing and I do it in English. I'm not that fluent in German yet. So I'm doing English and I'm literally like, she goes, all right, thank you so much. And I go, thank you. And in the clip, there's two clips that will pop up. There's one where my coach is being interviewed and he comes and you can see that, uh, that a- angle. And there's mm-hmm. the Magenta interview. Um, and so the Magenta interview, I go, thank you. And I look away and then I like see my peripheral and I like go like this. And he like, like grabs my arm, but like he slips and falls because he's super drunk. So Ben literally attacks me for honestly the second time, because the first time when I was celebrating, they also attacked me. But like this time he actually touched me and he falls and like security tackles him. And my coach slides for me. Shout out my coach. He's American. Um, He's being interviewed. And you can see in this video, he's he's being interviewed, but he stops and the mic is right here. And he goes, he's watching. He's watching the guy run. He's watching the guy run. He's watching the guy run. And he sees like that he's running and like he sprints full out Mm -hmm. and like he pushes the guy down. And then you can see like, I'm kind of on face. I didn't really know what just happened. And so I hand the mic back and then I just start walking away. And I start walking away and like my teammates see the whole thing and they start sprinting towards like all my teammates come and like try to protect me. But like, it's just like this drunk guy, like nothing was really going to happen. But it's funny. Um, It's not funny. Like it was honestly pretty, like a pretty grave situation. But, you know, at the end of the day, I have no no one to blame on myself by, by putting myself in that situation with the celebration. But I mean, I don't know. What do you guys think? What do you guys, the fans think? I think, you know, it was worth it. You don't get things like that every day, you know? Like, I might not, I'm, I mean, who knows? I'm not going to say too much. This is my last year of contract with this team. Who knows what God has in store for me? But, you know, it could be my last time playing that derby ever. Even if I play for another team and we play this team, it won't mean the same. So it was a unique experience, a unique moment that I think will stick with me forever. I'm definitely getting that picture framed and blown up. Um, uh, has to be. And, uh, yeah, anyway, that's enough about me because but we're I wanna I wanna transition over because fans in Europe are crazy. My ex teammate, Rodrigo Contestao, shout out to him. I know he's not watching, he doesn't really speak English that well, but he's the son of Porto head coach, Sergio Contestao. I don't know if you heard about this, but they lost four to zero in the Champions League and he was on the bench. And so the coach is a Lamborghini Urus alongside with the blue Bentley. A whole collection of cars. Yeah. So they're leaving in their Lamborghini. They lose four zero. They're leaving in the Lamborghini from the stadium. The car gets stoned, bro. Like stoned. There's like fan crazy fans like of the own team are, are stoning okay? the car. They're they're okay. I think they had a little kid in in the in like the little kid Rodrigo, wow. the wife and the coach was in the car, and I think the wife and and one of the sons was injured, which is crazy to see. Wow. And it's it's just poor to see that like from your own fans. I know like in Europe the passion is different, but I think there has to be a point where you kind of differentiate the passion from the sport. You know, like I know a lot of people yeah. let their their days and and whatever defined by the 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 result from their sports team, but at the end of the day, like it is the beautiful game, but there's so much more to it. There's so much more to life than just the game. You know, like mm-hmm. what are you gonna do? You're gonna kill someone. You're gonna go to jail because you know you're mad that they they lost. Like was he even on the pitch? Like there's only a, to a certain level yeah. you can blame the coach, you know. Mm-hmm. Definitely, so, and I I think it's weird too, as, at least from Amer- an American perspective. That's I mean, your the years of the cow game is a perfect example. That that's their team, that's their city, you know. Imagine if it was your neighborhood where all these games took place. We don't really get that aspect of sports in America, so it's it can be really hard to relate sometimes the the passion that these guys are really feeling. Bro, that's 
That's a perfect that's a perfect point. I think the geography of of the yeah, US definitely. makes that so complicated to replicate because we're so big. Like yeah. I honestly see maybe a future where hopefully we're like the small USL teams like Chattanooga Red Wolves has like a passionate fan base, you know? Cuz a lot of those cities they were getting there, but a lot of those cities know it or well, a lot of people don't know this but have a bigger population than the mm-hmm. cities that maybe I play in or like other people play in that have a yeah, great fan base, definitely. you know? So the, the, the potential is there. You just have to get around to it, you know, like, especially for cities like that. Like, I mean, I'm just nitpicking Chattanooga. Yeah, I know a couple, Louisville. Exactly. That's a, that's a huge city. And all they yeah. have is really like the university of Louisville and now Louisville city. And they pull a lot of people to those games. So there are a lot of untapped markets that we need to get into that. I think, like, like I was saying, I'm nitpicking Chattanooga. I don't know a whole lot about that city, but, you know, what do they have? Maybe they have, like, the university there and stuff like that. But, like, go support the Red Wolves, you know, in USL League One, Definitely. you know? They don't have – they don't have an NFL team. Is ten times bigger than Zvacal, probably. Yeah. Yet they're drawing such a smaller crowd. It's And I know – and I know this all about, like, you know, history and stuff like that. And we're not there yet, of course. Like, I'm not, I'm not criticizing anybody, but I feel like – you know, we can't really use that as an excuse because with the bigger geography comes more people and more potential. So I think that, you know, this is a huge opportunity. The 2026 World Cup is an even bigger opportunity to get to where we need to be. And um, I think personally, a place like FC Dallas should be selling out every day, every game. And even like a place like if you get a USL team at Fort Worth or something like that, imagine a rivalry between Dallas and Fort Worth. Be awesome. I think that'd be, I think it'd be insane. So hopefully there's a future that that holds that. Um, it, I think in my opinion it'd be even better than like a Dallas Houston rivalry, um, because we are right by that, each other. Even even Dallas to Houston, people don't realize that's the the size of the entire UK maybe. Yeah. So, the, there really is levels. A lot of people overseas don't always understand the geography difficulties that we have over here. That's why for us college sports is typically more of uh, that's where you find our most passionate fan bases, just because everybody's living in the same town around where the teams play, but, you know, we don't have that aspect. I'm going to transition, though. You mentioned the 2026 World Cup. I'm going to bring it back to the upcoming World Cup, 2022. There's been some roster announcement. There's been a roster announcement. And do you, I, don't, I don't know if you want to give your take on it. You think anybody's been snubbed? I mean, I think this, there's an obvious one. I mean, he plays in Germany. You have, I mean, you can say it or I can say it, but PFOC. I mean, I think we all – he scored again today. Um so I think there's no uh, – I mean, I'm not going to I'm not gonna be the one to say, like, who deserves so, to be there. I'm not so the coach. Here, so here's, here's, what, here's what I'm thinking. So I know Jordan Morris made the team. And in my opinion, it's no doubt that PFOC is a lot more talented than somebody like Jordan. However, in – is it a 22-man roster? 20, uh, is it 26 run? for the World Cup? I think 26. it's 26. The, r- regardless, regardless, the those last few players on the roster – they're not going to probably see the field at all. So are you trying to fill those last few spots up more with morale guys, guys who've been um, on the team a lot longer, guys who have maybe been through a World Cup? That's probably what I'm thinking was going through Greg Berhalter's mind whenever he made that decision. Um, however, news just broke. Like, as a time, you guys will be watching it the day after. Oh, man, I think it's looking like either Mark McKenzie or EPB is going to get that call up. Two alumni, shout out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Two snubs. We, they have to be if they were on Chum Chat. Two snubs. Yeah, I mean, oh. at the end of the day, I think I've seen a lot of things on Twitter. I'm not an expert. 
I'm not the coach. I, and this is an aspect that Chris brings. Chris is very educated in this sense. He's one of you guys, honestly. He's a huge fan of the of the of the national team and all that and football in general. But I think, yeah, I mean, it, it seems pretty obvious. Like when Greg has his guys, he has his guys. And mm-hmm. I think, you know, I think he's locked in on on maybe like 22, 23 players and maybe like three spots are up for up for grabs. Maybe like there's not as much turnover as people are thinking. I feel like I think this is pretty close to what the final roster is going to be. Obviously, like you said, injuries are horrible. You look at Mexico, Tecatito is out of the World Cup. Marco Royce, I think I just read something that he's not going to be out, which thankfully is great news um, because he seems to always have a curse to miss big tournaments. But, you know. I don't want to say this and I, obviously injuries are the worst thing in sport, but they're a part of the game. And, and I think you still have some time. It's the world cup. Yeah, of course a big player can get injured. So you never know. Um, I think, I think ultimately right now, if, if you're a U.S. fan out there and you're upset about maybe a player that you like being snubbed, I think what you really got to think is more big picture. 10 years ago, you wouldn't know the player that was snubbed. So to even be at a point where we have somebody who's scoring a bunch of goals in Germany, and even at that point, they are not able to make the team. Shows how how far U.S. soccer has come. Um, the depth of, of our squad, just the fact that, God forbid, one of our one of our winger Christian Pusik could get injured tomorrow, and you have Tim Weah, Brennan, Aaron, you have several people who could potentially be coming off the bench to replace him. So I think overall, though, there's definitely some names out there that um, we'd like to see in the squad. Um, we should be thankful that we're in a position even to uh, be having those players that we know that are missing out i agree i think um if you look back at the last world cup they were at 2014 even 2018 when they failed to qualify this roster is so different um mm-hmm. it's full young talent i think this i don't, I don't want to say that they should go to the mentality with like uh, to the world cup with the mentality of let's use this as experience because obviously you want to go as far as possible and they will do well um but yeah i mean if you if you look at it this is this like this core you know, God willing, a lot can change in four years, but this core is going to be the same that goes to 2026. So, Definitely. I mean, I, I think know, I know we have the youngest average age in the entire World Cup. And to be, we're not the best team, but we're definitely not the worst team either. To I'd say we're probably a middle of the pack team in the World Cup. And to be the youngest while simultaneously being a middle of the pack team, I think is a very, very, hopefully they'll prove me wrong and, and excel further um, than I even hope. But to be where we are at all is, is definitely a blessing. I mean, Tim Ream, for example, I believe he's a starting center back for Fulham, and he didn't make the squad, and people aren't even t- really saying he got snubbed. If you flash back, like I said, 10 years ago, uh, starting Premier League center back, not making the team, that would have been all anybody can ever talk about, but I haven't heard whispers of that at all. So I think overall we're in a really, really good position. Yeah, the growth of football is, is crazy right now. And I think, um, you know, social media has helped a lot with that. And more than anything, the quality of the players, like you said. Um, yeah, I think that's that's really all we can say about that. And, I mean, we'll see how they perform in these next couple of friendlies. Hopefully, maybe we'll do some watch-alongs. I don't know if we're going to have time, but uh, we're going to try to get that set up. If not, like you said, in the World Cup, we'll definitely have that set up. But now let's transition over to my brother, another alumni uh Kevin Paredes is there also, another alum, and we're looking to maybe add a couple more. So from that roster to to our roster, so stay tuned for those episodes. But um, U20 roster, I mean, stacked, isn't it? And Incredibly stacked. Incredibly yeah. stacked. I'm a, I'm a, so Jogo obviously made the roster. I'm going to ask the tough questions that I know every, every single person watching this right now, they're thinking, and I'm going to ask it. 
because I'm the only one with the proper balls to do so. <laughs> so Joe goes on the roster, and and you're you might not know fully. I don't know how 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 much he speaks to you about this level of stuff, but is the reason he joined because he's leaning that way, or is he joining mainly because um, of preparation for the Olympics, which obviously, or the U20 World Cup, which obviously Mexico missed out on? It's a great question. Uh, I mean, anyone who knows us, and you know this, uh, we talk every day, me and Joel. Um, mm-hmm. we try to we try to shy away from all that talk. I mean, he's he's drowned by it outside of our conversations, so I don't really talk to him about it. If he brings it up, he brings it up. If not, you know, we talk about other stupid things that you know don't stress us out. So, uh, yeah, all I know is, I mean, it's pretty straightforward. I mean, there's no rocket science behind it. There's no. No one has to whisper. No one has to say a decision is made. Mm-hmm. Straightforward, straight as an arrow. Mexico didn't make the U20 World Cup. U.S. did. It's that simple. So any the dream of any player is to play any kind of World Cup, U20, U17, senior, whatever it may be. Mexico can't give them that opportunity, unfortunately. U.S. can. Um, I mean, I, that's all I can say. Jogo has his reasons. But, I mean, that's I know that's not the answer any, everybody wants to hear, but it's the truth. Um, and sometimes the truth is the and that's it's, it's always the simplest to give. So, um, yeah, he's going there to to get, build chem with the guys, earn his spot because nothing is nothing is given. You got to earn it, and uh, yeah, hopefully he can he can shape up with those guys with those guys to go to the U twenty World Cup if if all is well. Obviously, I mean you're in a similar position, not knowing um, if given the given the opportunity who you who you you would declare for. Um, personally, I, I'm part Ukrainian. I have, I have some Ukrainian blood, but if I was given the opportunity, I'd be carrying an American flag, screeching like a bald eagle, declaring for the U.S., right? What's to say about, um, about dual nationals who don't automatically know what team they are going to play for? Do you think that that means they lack loyalty, or do you think that means they um, maybe aren't all in with that program? What, what would you say to somebody who might think that? Yeah, I think, I mean, Joel, even myself, I've, we've seen those kinds of comments, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't want him. I don't want him if he doesn't, if he's yeah, not committed to time. us. You know, he can go with them. It's the same way both ways. So, like, yeah, no matter exactly. what. Yeah. So, I don't know. I can speak for myself. I can't speak for Joel. But I think everyone's different, you know. I think um, it's a lot more complicated than people think. This is – th- this decision is no – small decision like mm-hmm. it's not just something like for some people you'll say it's something you feel right and it's easy for those people to say it because mm-hmm. maybe they're they're bound to play wherever they they go right mm-hmm. but it's not you know you have to look at the small details this is a business this is That's you fun. know this changes every every year you know who has the better infrastructure who has who's gonna give me the better opportunities where can I become a, a bigger star? People think about that. Where can I become a bigger star? Where will I get more recognition in this national team or this national team? These are things that I think about. And I know a lot of other people think about, you know, uh, who will show me more love, who will be more real with me, like all that stuff. Who do I get along better with? Because at the end of the day, I don't really think people can say, you know what? This coach is who I want to go with. Or this coach is the reason. Because at the end of the day with national teams, it's so, it changes. Like Definitely. What, Definitely. what's the likelihood genuinely? And, you know, I'm not saying Greg is watching this, you know, all love to him, whatever it may be. But what are the possibilities that he is the head coach going into 2026 World Cup? They're slim, no matter who he is. 
no matter who no matter who it is it's unlikely you know like you only yeah. see a couple national teams like the ones who like do really well for a long period of time germany spain they keep them but even as soon as they started getting a, a little string of batters also they're out and uh-huh. so and so you can't really pin your hopes on a guy telling you that you're going to play somewhere or if if Greg, for example, and this is not the case, so no one take this out of context. If Greg were to promise Joe a World Cup spot, if you were to commit right now, Joe can't do that because I mean I'm not speaking for him, but it just wouldn't make sense because then now he's captaining himself and probably not going to play, and Greg's going to be out, and so the the next coach didn't promise him that, you know. So it's just I don't know. It's so hard for people to just be like, oh, he doesn't feel it, because at the end of the day. You know, there's so many, it's just football players nowadays, I feel like aren't as, I don't want to, because they used to say like football players back in the day were like passionate. I say, yeah, maybe they were passionate, but maybe they were a bit more naive. Now with Mm -hmm. social media, people are smarter. They're thinking these things through. They're like, okay, because maybe back in the day, honestly, a guy like Pepe probably would have gone with Mexico. Honestly, I'm telling Mm -hmm. you, he would have gone with Mexico back in the day. But he he's smart. He thought it through. He knew what federation could give him what, and he made his decision. And I'd say it's worked out pretty well for him so far. He's at one step away from going to the World Cup. If he would have chosen Mexico, would he have gone to the World Cup? I say no chance. I say no chance. But you never know. You never know. So well, I mean, with the U.S., we're we're that's one of the few spots on our roster that we don't have a number nine at the moment. Um, so I mean, that makes sense. Also, shout out Pepe. What was it yesterday? Scored his first goal in 345 days. So he has been a little cold for a while, but yeah, I definitely, I definitely agree with your point that he just due to our environment, he's going to thrive a lot more at the U.S. That's the life of a, of a striker, man. It's the life of a footballer in general. We go, we go over it a lot on Chum Chat, as you know, Chris. Um, you know, highs and lows. I spoke with him actually over the summer because we work out with the same guy, and mm-hmm. um, he had his his head pretty pretty on straight. He had his head on straight, and I think uh, it helped him a lot to kind of just get back to his roots, settle down a little bit, and go out there with a, a new opportunity, get that loan, and I think he's going to kill it. I really think he's going to kill it. So hopefully, I mean, hopefully he continues. Form, so, yeah, definitely. And, yeah, I mean, going, going back to that point, once again, I'm a man of the people. Uh, sorry to all Mexico fans watching, but I'm I'm on the back lines fighting my hardest to get Johan and Jonathan um, with that red, white, and blue on their crest, so. Don't don't you guys worry. I'm 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 fighting the good fight out here. Yeah, with Chris on here, I mean he's a little bit more straightforward than Tanner. He can he's since you know he's not in the public eye as much. Actually, yeah, exactly. of course. That's that's a that's a positive. If y'all if y'all like the honesty that Chris can bring to it, you know, let us know in the comments as we close this episode out. But guys, thank you guys so much for tuning in. It's been a good episode, kind of just an introduction to Chris. Let us know if you liked him in the comments or in our DMs. They're always full of love from you guys. We appreciate it so much. We're we're so excited to get this back up and running again. Um, hopefully Tanner can join us soon. But, you know, we'll keep you all updated with that. Chris is a great addition in the meanwhile, and he helps a lot with the interviews. Um, yeah, stay tuned to the next couple of episodes. We got Cole next week, Jane Shaw after that, and we got another couple lined up for you guys. So make sure you guys are liking, sharing, and subscribing. Chris, anything you want to say? Um, man, I'm just glad to be on. I had, I had a great time. I'm, I'm kind of thrown into the fire here, so I appreciate all of your graces. I know I'm not Tanner, but um, I am a better soccer player, so there really isn't anything that you ought to worry about. Uh, yeah, I'm glad to be on. In the comments, any suggestions you have, any ways that y'all want us to help production with this podcast, we'd really appreciate. We're always looking to improve. 
Um, and we have some big things planned. So definitely stay tuned. Stay tuned. And like we always say, go find your success. Deuces. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.